Hey, Kara. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That was such an enlightening conversation we just had. I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. Um, I know we talk about this, but it, it, it's so random. Like, I, when you sent me Luisa's name, I was like, oh, my gosh. I've never heard of this person before. I'm excited to speak to them. <laughs> then you sent me his Spotify, and I was like, just kidding. I know ex- I have heard his music before and i think it's amazing so isn't it, it and you not beautiful. only like listened to it before but it helped you through your thesis yeah. film writing yeah, a thesis it, film so it truly did before we introduce our featured artists we just really would like to quickly plug dear friends of mine Paige and blythe spindler richardson who have their own podcast riff off the cuff conversations you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts they it's a wonderful great podcast about just deep conversations about a variety of topics each week is a new topic and i think they i think they're really fun to listen to selfishly it's like conversations that i used to have with them in college when we lived together so i don't know they did a, such a cute little wonderful shout out for us and we want to just shout them yeah. out too so it was really sweet like, of them yeah it was amazing and, and if you like conversations like this podcast is all about conversations you should definitely check out page and blights again that's Riff off the cuff conversations. Yeah, and we'll be sure to link it in our episode description down yes. below as well, so you can yes. find their awesome podcast there as well. This week we had the pleasure to sit down with my friend Luis Alvarez. He is a composer, noise creator. I forget yeah. what how he described himself. We'll <laughs> just have awesome. to stay tuned to hear how he introduced himself because it's pretty great. I absolutely love this conversation. Just getting to get into the nitty gritty about process and about yeah making music and about life a lot (laughs) about life a lot about life so um thank you so much to louise for coming on the show and we hope you enjoy the episode My name is Luis Alvarez. Well, my name really is Luis Alvarez Cavallo. I, I have two surnames because I'm from Spain and we have two surnames here in Spain. I'm a film composer, but I'm also like a producer. I, I make my own music. I, I publish everything. And yeah, it's basically like a music maker, noise producer, neighbor. That's, neighbor. that's basically <laughs> me, you know, <laughs> what that else can a- I say really? I love that. Those are good Noise three maker. like nouns yeah. to describe yourself. <laughs> Noise producer. Yeah, there's like so many times it's like this is not even music, man. Like this is this this ain't it. You know, um, <laughs> like of all the things it could be, this one just ain't it. So um, yeah, that that that's basically me. I guess we're, we're yeah, both thank really you excited so to have you so much for show. coming yeah. on the show. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, I know. Thank yeah. you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we like to generally start at the beginning, where it all began. <laughs> um, so how did you get started? What, you know, made you go into music? Yeah, my mom kind of used to always say that she sang to me when I was like two or three or something to make me eat. Uh, but I don't think that's really where I come from. You know, honestly, I, I think I go into music lessons because one friend of mine that I used to play Pokemon with was in the music lessons. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, let's just 
go and, and, and play Pokemon after and if I have to join the music class, even though I had like no musical, I don't know, um, <laughs> you know, background or anything other than me in Kirling Garden apparently having some sort of musical sort of tendency or at least that's what they told to my parents, I guess. Um, yeah, I just didn't know anything about music. I just wanted to play Pokemon, really. And that was the whole thing. And, and, and then that. there was like a piano over there. And I just like really liked, you know, oh, these two notes sound really cool together. And like these three notes are really cool together. Um, how can I sort of take this further, you know? And then I kind of find out like found out that it was easy for me to just like memorize tunes or it was just like easy for me to just like play whatever um so I kind of just got into that I think it was like five or six and then I I just had like you know the basic years of like musical training mm -hmm. and then I started composing around the sweet age of like 13. What made you want to start composing? That's I so think young. it was just I think it was basically like my whole idea of like what are you doing with your life that has been going on for like so long inside my head like ever oh since God. i got like a conscience i was like what are you doing dog because um i was like i, I, I remember like i was it was my 13th birthday like uh -huh. on the day and i had just like gotten out of a restaurant where i was like it was like a pizza joint you know like a mm -hmm. and i was out with my friends and i just thought to myself like yo this whole music thing, like, Malter was making operas at, like, 12. What am I doing with my life? I mean, I wasn't trying to compare myself <laughs> to Malter because, like, that nobody so can really. But it's like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why yeah. don't I just wow. go and try what I can make out of it? And I just, like, remember, like, you know, sitting on my piano the next day and just, like, basically, like, figure out what I was doing like I, if I play this next to this it sounds good you know basically the yeah, whole same yeah. process that I had gone before but like this time with a bit of knowledge behind it yeah. and uh, yeah it, it was it was basically that but I think that the whole true like composition thing didn't really start until I was like 17 or like mm -hmm. yeah seven, mm -hmm. se 16 17 when I just decided that I really wanted to go for this yeah. Because I basically suck everything out. Like, <laughs> I'm, ju I'm just not good for life. And, um... I'm sure that's not 100% true. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like, n no good for anything else. <laughs> oh my so gosh. I just... I just want, like, what am I, like, partially good at? Or, like, what <laughs> what don't I suck at, you know? And it was like, yeah, music, okay. So I just basically went with that. And mm. here we are, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I kind of love that. I kind of love how you had, you were so unapologetic about it. And you also, I guess, were so existential at 13. I don't know. I think I was concerned with what boy liked me when I was that age, but not about like greater life. I was, I was thinking like, I was popping all these questions in my head. Like, what are you going to leave behind when you die, man? You know, like, the, oh my, the God. Oh my gosh. Like, you're 13, dude. Like, chill out. You know, like, if I think about it now, it's like crazy. Um, I mean, I still have those questions every now and then, but oh, you know, like I I'm getting closer to death <laughs> like every day that passes by, oh I guess. But, um, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I, I feel no, myself no, in it, the same position. You know what I mean? Like, I feel I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, kindred, yeah. It's a laughable matter to be honest, like life <laughs> and death, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was just like really self-conscious about like, what am I doing? Like, it, mm -hmm. this, this makes no sense. 
and you know it was i think it was also like sensitive like needing to express myself Mm -hmm. or like express what i felt because i can you know i can talk about stuff but when it comes to like real talk and like you know trying to express my feelings to somebody or like in something i'm too bad at that as well like i just suck at that it's just like i cannot really put into words what i feel many times so i just like i mean i just rather put that into music it's easier for me to tell what i feel about somebody in a song if i even write like lyrics and just like put like a couple acoustic guitar chords behind mm -hmm. then just like say hey i really like you yeah, yeah, yeah you know all that i'm just i just suck at that um mm. so i think it was also like a way to express myself i think do you have any i mean at that age or now do you have any other inspirations that you know maybe outside of music just in your life that inspire oof. you to write music <laughs> oh no oh no the, we got the oof <laughs> the, the oof part of the program i mean like that's the question that i just hear everybody else get asked mm. and i'm like i have no clue what i would reply if i get asked this and <laughs> no I'm like, sorry i'm not to put you on the spot but <laughs> what? Like, yeah yeah you just want like, oof is an adequate part. answer if you'd like yeah. we could just you know like stop there and Oof. I don't think I don't think there's like an adequate answer because like it changes from time to time. The things that mm -hmm. inspire me right now didn't inspire me when I was 18. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's like a sort of consensus. There's like a general idea of like things that just sort of inspire me altogether. But, you know, as life goes on, I have vastly different like experiences and yeah. that sort of shapes my inspiration as well. And yeah. I think that, you know, if I were to, like, like point, like, make a list of things that inspire me, I think it's just everything that surrounds me. It's not one particular thing. I know that, like, there's people that say, I just go for walks and I get inspired. Mm. And it's like, yeah. I wish I could say that, you know, like, I'm mad. Because I just go for walks and I just focus on, like, the noises or just focus on, like, I just keep thinking about stuff. I can, mm -hmm. I have a really hard time, like, quieting my mind. Mm. And so... No, I think that like people inspire me quite a bit uh, yeah. in terms of like the stories that they tell me, how they make me feel. Like if I feel a certain way towards one person, I might just get inspired to write something. Or like if yeah. I if I if somebody tells me a story like about their life or about something that is happening, that inspires me as well. But then again, I can just like, you know, I can just get inspired by just me having a pizza with a guy, like with a friend, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> this is really inspiring i just had this amazing chord progression in my mind right now i'm just going to the bathroom and sing it on my voice app you know like my voice memos <laughs> app that. it, it it's that. so random I, I don't really have a thing mm -hmm. which is kind of is is both a blessing and a curse i think yeah. because <laughs> for once you can just get inspired whenever and mm -hmm. in, in the other part like when you get stuck and you get like the sort of creative block and you just mm -hmm. like hit a wall constantly like I, I i'm not i'm like not going anywhere with this if you don't know what really inspires you because you know it just happens out of the blue like mm -hmm. you cannot really go for it and search it's not like like going in a supermarket to a specific island you i they have what i like in there it's not like that it's just like yeah. i just yeah i so just what, have to wait so yeah. yeah so how do you overcome a creative roadblock generally there's one of my thing. teachers in Spain, um, mm. Julian, who was my, uh, yeah, he, he was my teacher for like, my composition teacher for four years. He was like, nothing is, he's, he always said, nothing inspires you more than deadlines. 
and that's partially true like you know you get to a point where it's like i this idea might not really work but i have to go with it because it's the best thing that i got right now yeah and maybe later down the line as you're working on it you kind of get like a happy idea like a bright thought out of mm. you know out of, out of a sudden and it's like yeah i might have to go with this and then yeah. you just like develop around that and maybe you like later on you will just like reject that initial idea Mm-hmm. because yeah. you got something new out of that like an evolution you know right um uh, like deadlines man they're crazy and yeah. you just have to go with it and pray or whatever like you <laughs> yeah, just have to like seriously. hope for hope for the best like yeah. y- you know you have like it gets to a point where like you say like there's no brakes on this car right now i'm going so fast <laughs> and there's no brakes i'm just have to go with it and that's how i live and like i think that's like how a lot of film composers and like you know people that do creative works live Mm -hmm. i guess i don't know yeah it's it's an interesting concept because the three of us we all work in the film industry kara's a filmmaker i don't know if we prefaced that before (laughs) um we started the episode yeah um and um we all work on really really tight deadlines and everything moves really quickly and the things that we write in the moment are inspired by our life in the moment and the decisions we make in the moment and you know five ten years from this moment we might you know if we were faced with the same project we'd write something completely different most likely because just yeah. life moves like that um so it is an interesting concept and a battle yeah, we always face i guess <laughs> yeah no definitely it's like you know going back to pieces you wrote a long time ago yeah mm-hmm. yep and you're like i would i would have never have done that <laughs> right now I just know either I just know better or I'm in a complete different vibe and I just don't do that anymore. Uh, but yeah, if I had the choice to just like go back to some of my earlier projects, I think my approach to them would be completely different. Even mm-hmm. if I had gotten like the same sort of, you know, direction or whatever from the director or the screenwriter or whatever, I would just probably have a completely different approach. Yeah, yeah. completely right. How do you tackle a project? Um, oh, like, no. okay, so, <laughs> oh, no. all the oof questions. Oh, no. Oof, tough questions there. Um, <laughs> it's too late in the night for me to be answering this question. No, it's not. Um, how do I even tackle a project? I don't know. It's just yeah. like, for, like a, the, versus, sorry, let me just clarify for say a movie versus like your own work, which I know you also write your own music. And yeah, how, what is that? What yeah, is that how difference? does the process kind of differ? Mm-hmm. Um, so for like. From the moment that I get the call mm-hmm. and I have like a meeting with the director or the producer or whatever, mm-hmm. there's this early like day or two where I just like shout. <laughs> I just scream around. They're like, what am I going to do? They're like, they're going to find out that I don't know how to make music. You know, like, <laughs> like they're going to find out this is all a, like, this is all a facade. Like, I just don't really know how to write music. Yeah. And then it kind of settles that, you know, I have to keep it real with myself and you know stop panicking and then I just like go back on like the conversations I just take notes of everything Mm -hmm. and I just start sketching ideas and I just go and send like you know voice messages through whatsapp or like whatever saying what do you think about this Mm -hmm. you know it's just like because I kind of always work with the same like group of directors at least as like Mm -hmm. as of now we know each other and we know mm. how we react and we know like what do we want and they're like okay <laughs> i remember like one specific director that i work with quite a lot 
Uh, I just had a meeting with him like a couple of days ago and he was like pointing me towards, I, so I have this project and I want you to think about it and this and that. What I don't want though is for you to send me nine demos tomorrow. Like we're like sending nine <laughs> demos in a week because you panicked and you were like, I have all of these ideas. Um, <laughs> so I, I just, you know, other than like, you know, the funny stuff about panicking, I just basically like sort of get real close with the script mm. where like I get like, mm. you know, I, I have a deep conversation with the director or with the screenwriter or the producer, whatever, and ask them like, what's like the ulterior motives of like what's happening mm -hmm. in here? Like what, what were your thoughts? Do you have any sort of references? Do you like have any specific sound in mind? And it was just, it just basically me like noodling around in my studio for like a week, trying to find out like the sound and, you know, I mean, not trying to copy the sound because I think that you should never be somebody else point to, you should always be yourself in terms of like composition. I mean, in terms of everything really, mm -hmm. but you know, when it comes to composition and like creativeness, nobody wants to be called a copy of somebody else. Right. You know, you, you can do like the, the, the sound alike thing and mm. that's okay. But you know, I guess that in the whole like film thing, you kind of want to have your own sound, you know? Mm. I mean, we're all limited by, mm. because this is just music and you know, if you want to write in a particular style, mm -hmm. you're going to be limited because a particular style implicates a particular, you know, language, a particular group of sounds and all this and that. Um, but other than that, you can just be creative. And there's like many, many examples of people that even in a sort of a box, they've gone way out and beyond and like expanded everything. I just try and get like really 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 close to that sort of idea like you know let's get mm -hmm. the sound let's get like you know the script everything mm -hmm. explain the script to me explain the actions and then also if it happens that i can sort of relate mm -hmm. to what's happening and i just draw from my particular like you know set of feelings or experiences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's basically i just like you know i just do that I, there's no more words to it and then how yeah. do you approach your personal projects where you write music that's not necessarily... Is everything that you write to picture or do you create music that's independent of like a film? No, I, I kind of do a lot of things for myself as well. Well, like mm -hmm. for like, you know, just for the sake of being music. Mm -hmm. And that, that is sort of completely different because I'm mm -hmm. not tied. I'm not like, you know, bound to anything or anyone I can just be myself I mean there's like a set of rules that I impose myself like okay yeah. let's just not write a full dodecaphonic piece right now because <laughs> you know yeah, but yeah. when when it comes to just like writing my own music it is just me trying to explain myself or like trying yeah. to you know like express how I feel in a particular sense or like it's just me I mean I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna be here and say no I, I do everything and like with a metaphysical approach it's not that i i, I sometimes i'm just noodling independent like, oh this is a really cool core progression mm. let's just work around with this you know mm -hmm. um it happens but it's completely different from the point of view that i'm not tied mm -hmm. to anything it's just me writing music and if i just want to stay out of rhythm if i want to you know like um not have music that feels synced to anything else mm -hmm. I can just do it mm -hmm. because it's just music 
and it's just music for the sake of being music. That's that's mm-hmm. what I mean. So yeah, it's it's a completely different approach. Yeah, also, yeah. my like, there's like a vast difference between the music that I make for oh, yeah, movies yeah. or TV series or mm-hmm. what like documentaries or whatever uh, from the music that I make for myself mm-hmm. as Luis Alvarez, like because you know when film directors come to you, they they kind of have an idea. Like for right. example, the la- one of the la- last, uh, one of the latest short films that I made is called Chaval, and it's basically like a twenty minutes of like raw electronic music, trying to sound wow. like a like yeah. a rave, you yeah, know. Sort yeah, of it, yeah. it's so like raw, it's like so hard, and then you just go on my Spotify, you listen to like my latest tracks, and it's just like ambient music or like soft piano music. Yeah, you know? it's so beautiful, yeah. honestly. I. When Rebecca um, sent me your Spotify, I went on the page. I was like, wait, I know who this is. Like, I've heard your music before because I oh, hang out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And it's I. so when you were like, oh, yeah, this is all electronic. I'm like, wow, that is such a different sense of what can be found on your Spotify. And it's such. Yeah. A- no, thank you for the kind words, though. But um, yeah. yeah, it's completely different because it, like. You know, as a film composer, I guess that we have to be as versatile as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sort of have your own sound in terms of like. Mm-hmm. I remember we had a discussion like a couple of years ago. Oh, with Vasco, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, should we just be really good at something and be known for that, or should we just be versatile and be like a sort of uh, master of none thing? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have you can have your own sound, your own particular sound. You, you know, a specific instrumentation or a specific you know approach to sound or whatever. And then when you get called for like a film or something, if they say, "Hey, can you make a whole Vosa Nova score?" I would be like, "Yeah, let's do this." You know, like <laughs> right, I, exactly. It's not something that I would publish as my sort of self music, but. I'm still gonna be, feel proud about it and make like my best like my best effort to just like do what they want from me mm-hmm. and like yeah. bring like the whole ex- like yeah like enhance I guess the script or the film or whatever as as much as I can and you know make the whole experience better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's a completely different thing. It's just like I'm uh, like I'm two different people because right. one is like Louis film composer and then one of them is Louis music producer. And at the same time, it's like, there's also different persons in the same music producer thing, because mm-hmm. the music that I make for my, well, as my myself, is this sort of ambient piano-y thing. But then as a music producer, I'm also like helping a friend produce a, like a funk jazz album. And it's something that I would never do myself, mm-hmm. but I'm having like the most fun. I'm having like such a good time with him. And it's going to have my name on it as well. I mean, it's not going to be like, you know, him and, and, my, and me. It's just right, me as a right. producer. But, you know, the whole thing is that, yeah, there's layers and layers and layers. Absolutely. I love everything that you're saying, too. Do you find that putting yourself into situations where you write different music than what would be your sound? Do you learn a lot from those experiences that you then carry over or do you try to keep them separate? I mean, you do, yeah, I mean, for sure, you you do learn quite a bit in terms of, like, first of all, like, how to deal with something you don't know, mm. which is interesting, because, you know, even when you are writing your own sort of music, and you might know your style particularly well, because it's your style, 
and you still may encounter like you know oh i don't really know how to deal with this right now and you you kind of have that sort of experience from before but also it, it shapes your sound in terms of like i learned this particular trick from writing electronic music mm -hmm. that i'm going to apply and this is going to make my music that is pretty far away from electronic rave music <laughs> uh, sound better so yeah like putting yourself in situations where you're like out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. i think it's super productive yeah it's also terrifying at the same time though but like absolutely <laughs> it is it is it's, it is productive as well like you know everything in this life is learning i guess up to a certain extent yeah we had a featured artist on a few weeks ago, Iris Duckett, who's a oh, filmmaker. And they had this great quote, knowledge is transferable. And I think that is so applicable in any sort of creative, you know, medium that you do. And we're always students of life, I think. And we're always learning with every project that we do. So what are you striving? How are you striving to learn and grow at this moment in your career? Is there anything that you are you know, looking out for? Uh, is like too <laughs> another, tough. Another <laughs> question. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, um, that's that's a, that's a really good question. Um, how to strive to be better? Not I even mean, to be better, but to be to grow. To grow, like, yeah. To, to strive for growth. That's that's such a complicated question because it, I think it relates a lot to like how you view yourself. Yeah, you. It, it's not just like you know. Let's try for greatness. Everybody has it, it mm -hmm. at, like up to a certain extent. But how do I particularly strive for like you know for growth in my scores? Oh, this is really complicated to explain in Spanish. This is really complicated to explain in English as well. Um, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> good, good stuff. I think there's like an innate uh, sort of feeling. In everybody, but I feel it in myself because I cannot feel it in everybody, you know, in anybody that is not me, as nobody can. Um, that you, you just want to take the next step, you know, you just want to be better than you were the day before, or at least the, in in this particular thing that concerns us right now, you just want to be better than you were like during your previous score. You just want to make something better either in terms of i don't know sound design composition instrumentation whatever it is like how do you adhere to the story whatever how do you tell the story with music you just want to be better and better and better i mean there's like a sort of natural growth that comes with it i guess you know like it just happens you, you just get better over time because basically uh repetition legitimizes i guess mm. um but also like I think that you just have to put yourself into the sort of awkward position of, I don't want to do again what I did before. Mm -hmm. Let me do something different. Let me just like try a whole different approach right now. I mean, not completely different in terms of like, I'm going to just record upside down. No, I'm just like, <laughs> let, let, let's just like try like a complete different approach from the sense of like something that I would do with a piano. Why don't I just go and get an acoustic guitar and just see how it sounds and maybe the whole you know scenario of the acoustic guitar and like the limitations of acoustic guitar because you cannot play 10 voice chords on your acoustic mm -hmm. guitar um that will sort of like sort of putting yourself limitations or like breaking limits 
like one of like either either of those two things will make you improve in one way or the other mm-hmm. and i think that you know like that implies growth at some point basically like imposing either limitations or just like completely getting rid of limitations that i put myself mm-hmm. is how i strive for greatness and just basically not wanting to do the same thing not wanting to just like oh man this piano score that i did just sounds amazing but I can do that I know that I can do that now Mm. let's just go for something that I thought I couldn't done before I couldn't do before because you always sort of get this I mean I at least I do I get this feeling that I'm when I get a big project I always get this sort of panicky thing where it's like I'm not gonna make it Mm. I'm not gonna be able to just like go until the end of the thing and like you know deliver everything that I need to Mm -hmm. and when I when I do, when I eventually do, I just feel like, oh, turns out I could, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that 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 feeling of you did you like you thought that you wouldn't be able to and then you did it. That mm-hmm. feeling also inspires growth on me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, difficult question, com- difficult answer. <laughs> really. <laughs> no, no, you did a great job. I, um makes complete yeah. sense and such such lovely things packed in that answer yeah, yeah thank yeah. you yeah. yeah i tried my best <laughs> <laughs> i tried to grow every day with every question no, sounds great it's all great going back to kind of like your own like your personal music that you write for yourself what was it like i mean everyone should go check out your spotify yeah uh, because seriously or anywhere you can listen to music because your music is absolutely so amazing beautiful. what was thank it like <laughs> what was it like sharing that on a streaming service like with the world that you know this music that you said you know was self-expression for you was for yourself what's it like sharing that with people and having that like on playlists that people make <laughs> spotify makes like, like yeah what's i that mean like? <laughs> the, the whole playlist and the whole like seeing my music on people's playlists like i i, I was looking the other day and i'm like like a couple thousand of them and i was like what because you know well the whole experience is it's terrifying it's always terrifying and uh, there's always like a sense of like what if this flops like what if people just hate this for some particular reason even if you're like sort of making the same like kind of music you were before and they kind of liked what if this just for some reason just particularly hate it um like uh, in the beginning like releasing my first ep well now it was like i don't know it was, it was 2017 i think i was 21 yeah uh lost clouds i just felt the need to just like put it out because i was just ma- i was just like growing tired of making music in my room for an hour like you know with n- no no use for it other than like my friends and close you know like my close friends and family listening to it you know like not getting it out of my whole neighborhood like mm-hmm. and i just felt the need to like okay let's let's give this a try and if it doesn't work let's just like okay let's just do something else but it's, it's terrifying because you're, you you put your soul on it. You put your, like, your mind, your soul, your heart, blood, sweat, and tears, all that into a piece of music. And then people might hate it. People might just not like it. And, you know, in this sort of day and age where everything is just, like, super fast, mm. you know, people just might skip over it. You know, like, well, I don't know, this is this is not for me. You know, and it's like, 
is not that I need to fulfill a certain a sense of like ego in terms of like I want people to listen to my music. It's not that. But at the same time, the idea of like you putting a lot of work into and then I mean, I'm pretty sure we all kind of relate like, you know, you just work for something and then it doesn't work. You, you feel you feel pretty sad mm-hmm. about it. So the whole experience was just like it was both exciting and terrifying at the same time. And then it just kind of, you know, organically grew. And then like a couple of years back, I just got some love from Spotify's editorial playlist theme and that was amazing and then like so many people heard like one particular son of mine and like i would never thought in my wildest dreams that it would happen because i'm like a boy from a sort of small town there's not even a hundred thousand people in my town you know yeah and you know it's me on my room that i've always been playing my piano and it's basically what i have done before and like to have messages from people all over the world saying like yo your music is amazing it helps me a lot thank you i'm like no thank you because you know first of all you're listening to it and then you're taking your time to message me and that's amazing um but yeah it, it, it's it, it feels surreal really like to have mm-hmm. that many people listen to your music it's just like i don't know i would i would have never thought really yeah it also comes from a sense of like i guess not really think that you sort of deserve it and i think that like that's rooted like really deep inside like i don't really think that my music deserves to be listened to i don't really think that my like my novels deserve to be read or whatever i just don't feel like i'm that good or whatever i just don't feel i just know there's like a million people better than me that don't get the chance you know you kind of feel guilty at some point and but you know um i guess you have to like take what life gives you and yeah i don't know life is pretty mysterious (laughs) and you just have to you just have to roll with it you just have to like you know try and 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 count your blessings yeah Yeah, i think a lot of artists feel that way like what you just described because like why should i have this chance over everybody else or am i really is what I'm making really that great because what I'm looking at right now looks like shit to me. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, I feel like I reference this all the time, but there's this great short film by uh, voiced by Ira Glass called the gap. And it just kind of talks about when you're an artist, you see great art and you have great taste, but it's just like where you start off is not going to be as good as what you're trying to achieve. And it's about Mm -hmm. filling that gap. Yeah. And, I don't know, I love thinking about that all the time because we're all just working, I think we're all working towards, like what Rebecca was saying, we're lifelong learners too. It's like we're continuously working towards this. You, you've, I was kind of curious, you have talked about your music as ambient, but I wanted to know how would you describe your music in your own words? I, I think it's just music to see life pass by. Mm. It's oh, just like... that. <laughs> You just made us so, fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Like, there's no other really way. Like, there's... Mm. I think that's the perfect way to describe it because, like, we all get so tangled up in our lives, which is, like, so many things. And, you know, like, it's just three minutes of peace or whatever. Mm. Like, three minutes where it's just, like, oh, my God, I'm not so stressed. Or, like, you know, it's just three minutes of silence three minutes of like or like three four minutes or whatever just like watch life 
see what surrounds you like pay attention to like the floor you're standing in and pay attention to your like to your body pay attention to it's like sort of mindfulness sort of thing you know yeah, like yeah. close your eyes and, and feel the, the music like feel feel the chords rush it's like really intimate i guess yeah it's just like it's like a, with a piano i think you know it's like really close mic with felt between the keys and the strings yeah, yeah. and the hammers and the, and the strings sorry and you know it's like as intimate as you can get like slow sort of felt with piano music and i i think that is that's like basically i think it's just like a like an oasis of peace for, for me at least that's how i would like people to picture my music it's like an oasis mm-hmm. of peace in like the the noise of life mm-hmm. i don't think yeah. we, we take a lot of time for ourselves really mm-hmm. like we're just like so busy trying to get the next check or get like yeah, yeah. you know things going for us and we just forget that you know we're just gonna arrive at some point like in our deathbeds and then we're just gonna be like man i stress so much and I'm not even going to make it out of here alive. It's like the same thing that I referenced <laughs> before. Like, I stress so much for not... I mean, I, maybe you maybe you like got yeah. like greatness. Yeah, Yo, congrats. Yeah, yeah. But so... Like, okay, for... You cannot tell me that only the people that strive for greatness are the ones who get it. Because there's so many people unheard of. And this is like a really sad reality. But there's so many people unheard of that struggle all their lives for a greatness. And for some reason, they get it or they they don't. But everybody's stressing mm. about pretty much the same things in one way or the other. And, you know, like, why why did you not take, like, 10 minutes of your day to just, like, realize that there's more to this life than stressing about it, mm. you know? And that's how I would like people to picture my music as. Well, I know that is certainly how we at the podcast Imperfect picture Louise's music as. And as a special treat, Louise was incredibly generous to provide one of his latest tracks entitled Hikari for all of you to listen to during this episode. So we hope in the next few moments while his piece is playing, you take a little bit of time to de-stress, think about life, and be mindful. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy Hikari by Louise Alvarez.
what a special gift to us and to our listeners as well. So Louise, thank you so much. That was truly so beautiful and incredible. And we are very appreciative that we were able to feature Hikari on our episode. What a privilege. Louise has so many more fantastic things to say. So we really do hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation. I think that's what makes your music so unmistakably you is because like we were talking about just now before we started recording, the way that you view your life is the way that you approach your music. And and famously, um, Luis is the reason why Rebecca found her chill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were just like in the hallway outside LG12 before one of our lectures and I was LG like 12. freaking out about something. I was stressed about something and you were like, dude, just chill. Like it's all, it's like it's all gonna be good. And you like gave me a pep talk like right before class, and I was like, man, I gotta be more like Louise. <laughs> gotta look okay. more, like, more like. <laughs> Thank you, but reconsider. Like, do not, do not be like me whatsoever. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Because yeah. I also get a fair share of anxiety. You know, I I, I struggle with that quite a bit. That's yeah. why I mainly try to stay chill because I know how I, how I am when I'm not chill, and I don't like it. I don't like how I behave. I don't like how I act towards other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't like how I act towards myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because being self-destructive is, is easy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, that's why I think you, we, we just need to chill a bit. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's like 99% of the times, it's not as bad as we think it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. You know, like, l- my life is like a complete sense of, it's like a set of what-ifs. Mm. Like, what if this goes wrong? What if this doesn't work out? What if, what if, what if? And I just, like, I have one of my friends, we were having dinner, like, my homies and I, and he was like, do you know how many times you just said what if in, like, three minutes? <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, you might have a point. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it's just, Yeah. There's this philosopher, Alan Watts, uh, he, he made this amazing talks and like lectures and everything. And he has like one about anxiety and he's, he says that like you have to realize that no amount of worry will change the result whatsoever. Mm. And that is like, I mean, it's partially true. It's not like, I mean, if you worry about yourself and you like, you can do something about it. Okay. But like, for example, you have something that you have no control over. Yeah. Worrying is natural, but it is also pointless if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Rebecca, that's why we need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I learned so many amazing things and met so many incredible people like yourself during my time in London. So I'm curious, you know, what, what did you walk away from London learning? What, what have you gained and what are you taking away from your time there? I walk away with like great friends, first of all, and like with experiences and like w- with musicians and friends and myself, both good and bad. I'm not yeah. going to say that everything was amazing because we had a whole pandemic, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, and that's a reality of it. The pandemic is not even over. Um, no. Right. What I got from London was that was also the idea that I used to worry a lot. <laughs> Because I, I basically arrived in London from a year that I, I started in Barcelona, in Spain. And I had like the wildest anxiety over there. Mm. It was just so bad. And I just, you know, 
I just realized that I was worrying about so many things that you should really not, you know, mm. you should really not worry about because it's going to make no difference whatsoever. And, you know, other than that, that whole sort of life lesson, I mean, I learned a lot. Our teachers were pretty cool. And um, the, the friend, the, the, y- yeah, it was like the, the whole friendship that was in the classroom Mm -hmm. was something else because you know you expect people in such a particular like niche sort of Mm -hmm. profession as ours is to be extremely competitive towards each other and like Mm -hmm. to be throwing knives and if i can take this opportunity and you cannot i'm gonna do it but it wasn't like that at all Mm -mm. it was sort of the complete polar opposite it was just like people supporting each other and when one of us got a gig it was like the red was rooting for it like Mm -hmm. yeah you go and that's awesome yeah yeah that's super healthy and we all kind of wanted to help each other out and that was really nice and you know i i never got like a bad sort of even though (laughs) even though people in the classroom uh say that i'm pretty grumpy um <laughs> i'm just uh, look i'm not grumpy in the morning i'm just not good with words those, <laughs> those 10 a.m's <laughs> man it's like i just i just don't sleep if i go yeah. to the, at yeah. 10 a.m which is my coffee just leave me be please yeah. i still <laughs> like you we're friends i, I swear we're <laughs> friends but i don't really want to talk right now um but we really wanted to just like help each other out and that was amazing it was, you know? yeah, it was, it was the most Sounds amazing en- environment, like could not have asked for anything better that we're all, that we all came out friends and that we're all <laughs> yeah, supportive of each other. There was not even one bad vibe when you think about it. No, like, not a single one. No drama. That's no. Serious, yeah. I mean, it, it, there wasn't even like a bad sort of, you know, word directed towards one another. It was like respect mutual respect and self-respect and nobody ever said oh i think that you know he's slash her music sucks Mm -hmm. nobody really said anything like that it was just like either somebody like everybody minded their own business or like everybody supporting each other and for example with the like uh showcase i didn't take part in it because i was like really busy doing something else but like you know how you guys congratulated each other just goes to show like how much like love and companionship there was in this whole you know classroom and that was amazing do you think that particularly working in film since there's such like a negative connotation that it's a toxic environment and and sure i think there's definitely reasons for this do you think that it's going to change with our generation do you think that there's more respect for one another i mean there's i mean the world changed as well and mm. by this, I mean that apparently, because we weren't there, but uh, apparently they used to be a lot more hermetic. Like things used to be a lot more like, I do my thing and nobody knows about this. And I don't even know what anybody else is doing. But mm. in this day and age that there's Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and whatever, yeah. like sort of we have a picture of like what everybody else is doing. and you know even though there's always going to be sort of like selfish people mm-hmm. i think that the whole idea is more geared towards collaboration right now mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. at least in like my particular field yeah for example in this whole music producing thing mm-hmm. like we message every like all the time one another like you know from the same sort of area of like music you know you, you follow each other in like socials and you just message like, hey i really like your music man and they're like oh i really like your music too maybe we should collab sometime I'm like yeah let's go for it it's it's not like i really like your music thanks period it's not like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know it's like oh man let me listen to your music and if i like it why not collab because uh, yeah. we can only win with it yeah yeah that's the point that like, we can we have nothing to lose we're not gonna lose followers we're not gonna lose anything we're just gonna like create something new first of all and then learn from one another in like oh i didn't know you could do this this way or i didn't know you could just like work around it this way you know mm-hmm. uh so i think that the experience in collaboration is like only positive i mean there's yeah. always going to be people who it's like you you're trying to collaborate with and then just like they don't have the sense of like dedication that you might have and that might you know create some sort of friction but sure. most of the time it's probably going to be fine I'm all out for it. And I think pretty much everybody in our generation is up for the idea. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I learned just as much from our peers as I did our teachers. We learned so much by working together and mm-hmm. collaborating together. And, you know, you never know what new perspective can inspire you to, to change your own. So well, selfishly, yeah. I- I love this podcast because I learned so much <laughs> from talking to all of you. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, this was such a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We would love it if you could just sign off, tell us where we can find you on social media, and where people can listen to your music. I'm Luis Alvarez, and you can find me on Instagram, like Luis Alvarez Music, and you can find me on Spotify, uh, simply my name. Luis Alvarez, and you can listen to all my music there and just, you know, chill for a bit. <laughs> Love that. That's about and it. We'll yeah, link definitely. everything down below so awesome. everyone can find everything. I, appre- I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Luis, so much for coming on our show. I mean, wow. I have so much yeah. to think about. <laughs> so much to think about. Yeah. My, my brain's a little, like, void-like at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird and then Life's- you die <laughs> i think it's a very fitting way i don't know i just so much good stuff in there and so much thoughtful i was gonna say thoughtful expression but i was gonna, but also thoughtfulness i think yeah around mm, how you balance like just living and then making yeah. art and so down to earth i mean awesome so down to earth so yeah. humble and yeah. just a wonderful human being so yeah thank you so much to louise for coming on and if the sample that you heard wasn't enough i hope <laughs> you want to go listen to all of his music right now definitely check him out on spotify it's definitely music to watch life pass by yeah what it's a wonderful to- way to, to describe music i just i love that yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more about louise as well you can also follow him on his instagram at louise alvarez music And if you're more interested in learning about the show, we have a pretty exciting announcement coming your way this coming Friday, September 24th. So be sure to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, though, you can go give us a follow on Instagram at the podcast imperfect or send us an email to the podcast imperfect at gmail.com. And you can follow your lovely co-hosts. You can follow me, Rebecca, at Rebecca Nisco Music. 
And you can follow me, Kara, at Quiet Open Space, all one word. I hope you guys have a wonderful, no, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this, rest <laughs> of the 24-hour cycle and beyond. <laughs> well, if you want to give yourself a break, go listen to Luis's music. 